Well, good morning, everyone. I want to first of all start off with a big shout out to the worship team this morning um, and for Ellie's choice of uh, uh, We Are One in the Spirit. Uh, that took me way back. It took me back in time when we were at the coffee house. I was playing my guitar and we sang that song. We probably overkilled that song. But it's taken a reprieve and it's so good to, to be able to uh, hear it again. Uh, we've been in the series for the last several weeks entitled One Another. Simon Peacock got us started off on the One Another series uh, with a message entitled Accept One Another. He drew from the scripture text Romans chapter 15 verse 5 to 9 with a question for us to ponder. Do our thoughts and words tell the world we are accepting one another? Kevin Hageman followed up the following week with uh, some really practical suggestions, ways we can encourage one another, drawn from the Hebrews and First Thessalonians passages. And last week, Angel uh, really helped us understand what it meant to bear one another, taken from Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 to 14. I would like to circle back to Colossians 3, 12 to 14, with a particular focus on verse 14. Let me just read that again for us. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if anyone has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. I see verse 14, Paul summarizing all the one another's into an all-encompassing one another. He puts it all together and calls us to love one another. And that's where I want to land this morning for part of my message. Before I go any further, let's pray. Lord, we come before you and we thank you for scripture. We thank you for your word. We thank you that we can draw application from your word. And we pray this morning that as I unpacked um, these thoughts around loving one another, that you would take these thoughts and you would be able to um, just speak to people's hearts and help them to understand how they're to apply what they're learning today and hearing. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. What I want to do um, is to actually provide uh, a sort of a, an overview of scriptures in the New Testament that speak about loving one another. I'm going to have a look at Paul. I'm going to look at Peter's uh, scriptures and also John's, as well as Jesus himself, what he says about loving one another. So I'm going to begin by having us uh, look at what Paul said uh, in his uh, letters to the churches that he was writing to. To the Romans, he says, in verse 12 of Romans, verse 10, be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. In Romans 13, 8, he says, let no debt remain outstanding except the, the continuing debt to love one another. In Paul's letter to the church in Galatians, chapter 5, verse 13, Paul writes, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free. Do not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. Ephesians 4.2, he 
he says, be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing one another in love. In 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 9, he writes, Now, about your love for one another, we do not need to write to you, for you yourselves have been taught by God to love one another. Peter picks up this theme in his, uh, um, his writing to his, the churches that he was um, concerned about. 1 Peter 1, 22. Now that you have purified yourselves by obeying the truth so that you have sincere love for each other, love one another deeply from the heart. And a bit later in the chapter, 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 8, Peter writes, Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. But if there was a contest for the New Testament writer who would use the phrase love one another the most, it would have to be John. Between his gospel and the three letters he wrote to the early church, love one another was, is used eight times. He, start, he begins to, uh, in John chapter 13, verse 34 and 35, he quotes Jesus himself by saying, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. In verse 35 of chapter 13, by this everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. 1 John 3, 11, for this is a message you've heard from the beginning. We should love one another. And in 1 John 3.23, he writes again, And this is his command to believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and to love one another as he has commanded us. 1 John 4.7, he keeps going. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. He's not finished yet. 1 John 4, 11. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. And he follows up in verse 12, which says, which says, no one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. And he slips uh, that same phrase into his writing in the second book. He writes uh, in uh, 2 John 1, 5, now, dear lady, I'm writing to you a new... I'm not writing to you a new command, but one we have heard from the beginning. I ask that we love one another. If you or I were to receive an email, a text, perhaps even a letter, in the, and the person who wrote the text or whatever form he, you received it in was repeating something over and over again, you may get annoyed that they repeat themselves, but for the one who has sent the document, they are most likely wanting you, the reader, to pay attention. For something is really important to them, and it matters to that person that's writing that you don't miss what they're wanting you to know. When it comes to reading Scripture, it applies the same way. It, when you find a word or a phrase repeated, in Bible study methodology, what you would do is you would underline, circle the word phrase, um, and then ask you the question, what is significant about what the writer, why the writer is repeating themselves? 
And you would ask the question, as I have asked the question regarding so many times the exhortation to love one another is repeated, why does that matter? Why is John and Paul and Peter, why do they keep driving that same message home? So as I was asking that question, my uh, thoughts went to uh, John chapter 17. It's already been referred to in, uh, in the opening worship we had together. But I'm going to repeat it again. John 17, verse 20 to 23. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them, you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you've loved me. So, what does the prayer of Jesus tell us about why love in one another matters? Well, I see two main truths that come out of Jesus' prayer. One is that loving loving one another matters because it reflects the love relationship between God, the Father, and Jesus, his Son. It matters that we love one another because it's the way the world will know that Jesus has been sent by God. I see that loving one another reflects the heart of the gospel. The gospel is good news. Good news that God loves us. Good news that God has not abandoned us. The good news is that we can love with the same love demonstrated between God the Father and God the Son. On a very practical matter, I believe that loving one another matters because it's reflected in our mission statement. Hillside's mission statement says, we are on a mission to become a community of fully equipped and empowered followers of Jesus, bringing his healing, hope, and compassion to the cities and beyond. And therein lies the truth of loving one another. It's not, it's, it's, a, it's between God and the Son, it's between us and God and the, and, and the Son, it's all one and is talking about unity. And that is really the essence of what Jesus is saying when he says love one another. It can't be done. Unity cannot be accomplished without love. And you know, Hillside demonstrates love for one another in lots of ways. We do it through hosting the Share Food Bank each week. We do it through the pastoral care ministry that we have. We do it through participation in home groups. We do it through the bread ministry I was speaking with uh, Marianne Stinson this week, and she was sharing with me that last weekend they were able to uh, deliver bread to 25 homes. 
And she was so excited about sharing that. And that just, again, is a demonstration of, of loving one another in a very practical way. But there's another way that we express love to one another, and it's expressed through the Alpha Ministry. Over the last 25 years, Hillside has been expressing loving one another through this ministry that expresses compassion and kindness and gentleness and patience in the, in the way that we welcome our guests, the way that we show hospitality, the way that we respect folks when they're in a small group and they have a question and they uh, are maybe concerned, am I, am I going to be heard? Is my question going to be uh, heard? Am I going to be uh, judged for that? The whole spirit behind Alpha and why it so much is in line with this message on loving one another is because that's what we do when we come together with Alpha. Yes, we hear a message. We uh, have a meal together. But when we have that discussion, that discussion is about allowing people to explore the Christian faith in such a way that they can ask those honest questions and be open uh, to being able to uh, express their concerns or questions. Doing Alpha, the way we've been doing it for the last, over the last 25 years, um, has uh, been a great opportunity as well to be able to um, invite folks uh, to volunteer. So we've been able to see love one another in action by people volunteering to um, cook, to serve the meal, to be able to clean up afterwards, to wash dishes, to host tables, all sorts of ways. And there's typically about a, a large team of people that put on an on in-person alpha. But when the pandemic hit and broke out last March, the platform that we'd been doing for so many years um, needed to change. And Alpha Canada quickly pivoted to an online format. However, not everyone was convinced that the online format would work. Even Nikki Gumbel, the founder and creator of Alpha, had his doubts. Let's listen to what his thoughts were around the online Alpha. I have been proved wrong so many times in my life. And Alpha Online is one of those occasions. I've always said Alpha Online won't work. And I could not have been more wrong. Alpha Online works wonderfully. We finished our last Alpha course online, the last two weeks of it, and it worked so well. But I wondered, will it work to start an Alpha small group online? So we have been running that for the last few weeks, and it really works. It works so much better than meeting in a normal way. And I've been trying to work out why that is. I think there are a number of reasons. For a start, a lot of the people in this small group wouldn't have been there but for the coronavirus crisis. They say, I have more time to think. It's made me think about the big questions. I have been able to do it online in a way that I couldn't do it before because I've got young children. I couldn't get childcare. Uh, and all but one of the people in our small group this time 
would not have been doing it but for the coronavirus crisis. They wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't online. And then it, the group actually works so much better. For a start, you don't have to play the name game because all the names appear on the screen on Zoom and you could, people are referring to each other. They're saying, oh, as Chris was saying, as, as Jordan was saying, as, as, as so-and-so was saying. And that brings a closeness. And then they're all relaxed because they're in their own homes. They're having a cup of coffee. They, they can move out if they want to. They don't have to travel. They don't have to uh, make all that effort to appear. There, there are two Muslims in the group. I don't know whether they would have come if we had been running it in a church. So more people come. It's more relaxed. And then people are far more open. This is a universal experience that Alpha Online, somehow being online makes people feel more able to be vulnerable. And that means there's a closer connection right from the start. And although I think we're on week five tonight, it feels like week nine. People are so connected because they've been open. We've had such fun. It's been a laugh. I can't wait for tonight. And if you've never done Alpha Online, I cannot recommend it more highly. Give it a go. You will love it. God bless. The online format that Nikki's been talking about has been used uh, by over 1,000 churches in cross Canada. Hillside launched two Elf online courses last spring. And the feedback from hosts and participants have been overwhelmingly positive. One of the participants, um, Naroshi Cherie, uh, wants to share her experience of what it's like uh, to be in an online environment. Let's listen to what she has to say. Hi, everyone. My name is Naroshi. I first did the Alpha course when my family and I started attending Hillside years ago. I think it was probably a good 20 years ago. And then last year when I heard that Hillside was offering um, the new series of Alpha, I was eager to sign up, but unfortunately I couldn't complete it. This year with the COVID-19 pandemic, I was really feeling um, that social isolation and I had this deep need to connect with others and also to reconnect with the Lord. And when I read an email that Hillside was offering um, an online Alpha class, I was excited, but then I became a little nervous um, and a little uncertain as to how an online Alpha course would be. But I felt the Lord um, just encouraging me to sign up. And I'm so thankful that I did. It was an incredibly positive experience for me. Um, what I was most grateful for was that it was a safe and a welcoming environment. There were different thoughts shared, different beliefs, and I could be really authentic and vulnerable without the fear of being judged. I enjoyed the discussion. It was wonderful to meet others, including meeting some people from Hillside whom I hadn't met before. And I really looked forward to our sessions every week. 
So I would really encourage you, if you're thinking of um, joining the online Alpha course, give it a try. I um, hope and pray that it will be a blessing for you as it's been a blessing for me. You know what's amazing about the online experience that I personally had uh, having the opportunity to host an online Alpha is that compassion and kindness, humility and gentleness and patience are not lost through the online experience. As Neroshi has commented on, and as Nikki has said, it's surprising how the message that, and the opportunity to just hear about the Christian faith is done in such a way that people are engaged. In fact, it's true to say that folks um, find it even easier to be able to get into um, conversation at a much deeper level earlier on in an online alpha compared to the in-person experience. And so this coming fall, we um, are going to be launching some alphas. But what I'm excited about, I'm excited about a couple of things. What I'm excited about is the fact that uh, we're going to be joining a multitude of churches across Canada that are going to be doing online alpha with a prayer initiative called 1102. And this prayer initiative is taken from Jesus' prayer in Luke chapter 12, verse 2. And this is what he was saying to them when you pray, Father, hallowed be thy name, your kingdom come. The 1102 initiative is calling churches to unite together to encourage people to write down names of three people that you would like to pray for and invite to faith through uh, an Alpha course. It's uh, encouraging you to set your alarm at 11 11.02 as a reminder to da daily pray for them and then to be open and expect God to see how he might use this opportunity. There's going to be prayer cards available in the coming weeks that you can download on our website that will guide you through uh, this 1102 initiative. But what I'd like to do is, um, as I come to the close of my message this morning, is like to throw out a challenge. As I mentioned to you, we offered and ran two uh, online alpha courses in the late spring, uh, early summer of 2020. I'd like to throw the challenge out that we double that amount of online this fall. I was, uh, when I was praying about this and asking, is that, maybe it's too little? Maybe, there, maybe this is just the minimum. I'm not sure what, how God's going to be stirring your heart to respond to uh, perhaps being involved in an Alpha this year, but could we consider doubling it? Could we consider uh, having four Alpha onlines launched this fall? In order for us to do that, we're going to need some help. We're going to need hosts. We're going to need host helpers. We're going to need a tech person to support the host. And we're going to need a team of people to pray for 
each group on a weekly basis so that throughout the duration of the online course. Now we're going to be, in the, over the next weeks to come, we're going to be launching an alpha page that's going to have ways and offer ways that you can sign up, whether it will be for you to consider hosting an alpha yourself, an online yourself, or whether it's going to be to join an alpha group, or whether it's going to be for you to invite some friends, colleagues, family members to actually to bring them along and participate in Alpha Course. That information is going to be on the website. But I, I have this vision uh, that's been going on my mind that I just, I see uh, uh, the relationship between a prayer team who uh, gathers around and knows that there's a certain group that's meeting on a certain night or a certain day, um, that they would be praying during the time that um, the Alpha Course is happening. Uh, that would be so exciting to see uh, sort of huddles of, of online groups and then uh, having prayer teams associated with each one of those groups. Because as I understand Alpha, what I hear and watching uh, webinars and just getting uh, really engaged with uh, the Alpha program, I hear prayer as being so essential, so critical to anything changing in people's lives. So I want to just throw out that vision to you this morning and have you consider what God's calling you to do. He may be calling you to actually start up an Alpha Online. And I want to tell you that we at Hillside want to do everything we can to uh, support you in doing that. And as I bring my message to a close, I would like to uh, share a really cool story that expresses how loving one another has touched a family through Alpha Online. Let's watch that. Hi, everyone. I wanted to share a video story about God's faithfulness in 2020. And I'm using Zoom because it's been a great way to continue to provide virtual appointments for my clients in the last few months. You can use really cool backgrounds like the one behind me. Uh, this background is part of a engagement series of photos taken for Holly and Russ, who are uh, right behind me. Uh, my daughter Holly and her fiance Ross are to be married in September. And uh, uh, the other cool thing that you can do with Zoom is you can do online alpha. And I encouraged Holly and Russ to join an alpha group uh, a few months ago as part of premarital preparation. And they agreed to do that. And they wanted Suzanne and I to host their alpha group, which we were thrilled to do. And uh, over the last few months, it's been an amazing time of uh, relationship and fellowship and talking about significant and, and uh, uh, serious things involving our individual relationships with God. It's been amazing to see Russ uh, just unpack some of the touch points where God has met him through his childhood and early adulthood. And, and uh, it's been amazing to see his faith grow and his desire for personal relationship with Jesus to grow. Uh, at our last Alpha session last Friday, when we were reviewing the, the last video, 
he said that he'd like to be baptized and would like to do that before they marry in September. And uh, we're thrilled for both Polly and Russ and look forward to an ongoing opportunity to be involved in their lives and uh, disciple them in the coming months and years. It's uh, really encouraging to hear uh, Kevin uh, talk about uh, this opportunity he has to do uh, Alpha with his uh, daughter and future son-in-law. Uh, it's, it, it gives us an example of what can happen when you think about um, who is in my little network of people that I could do an Alpha with. It's that simple. As I understand what Kevin and Suzanne did, they just met in their, uh, online um, and they just uh, went through uh, the each, each week and they had interruptions. Sometimes they didn't necessarily do it consecutively and that's the flexibility that happens with Alpha. It provi- online Alpha provides you with flexibility. And so with that story, I would hope that it would encourage you to consider how you might want to be involved but, but if nothing else, if nothing, nothing else, I would, I would just encourage you to be praying, praying for Alpha, praying for the opportunity for us to meet this challenge of being able to have four Alpha Onlines uh, launch this fall. My benediction for uh, today uh, is uh, from Micah 6.8. I really appreciate uh, the worship, lead, worship team leading us in that um, earlier in the service. Micah 6.8 says, He has shown us what is good and what is required of you to act justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. And so, Lord, I pray that as we have heard um, the writers of the New Testament and Jesus himself speaking about the significance, the importance, why it matters to love one another, that we'd be able to see how that would be walked out in, um, in Alpha this coming fall. And Lord, we just pray for as the, the seed has gone out and people are thinking, pondering how they may be involved in Alpha this, this coming year. Lord, that you would touch their hearts, speak to them, and may, Lord, we just see Alpha flourish at Hillside. In Jesus' name, amen.